a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast Show, presented by Alpine Stars and Maxis, uh, flyracing.com, the official gear of Blake Baggett, Pike, Bloss. Seven Deuce Deuce, Osborne, mountain bike stuff, boating stuff, anything you need head to toe, Fly Racing's got you covered. Hard parts as well. they got a whole line of hard parts sections, so please check them out at your local dealer or go to flyracing.com. And of course, Max's Tires, developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath, whether it's your car, light truck, trailer, mountain bike, whatever it is, Max's Tires will have you grabbing the whole shot, no problem. The MXST tire is out now. Please check it out. This is their premium tire designed to uh, compete against anything out there uh, from the folks at Maxis. And also, to Alpine Stars Protection is the business that they are in, whether it's the Tech 10 boot, the Tech 7, Bionic Neck Tech, uh, Bionic Neck Tech Support System, uh, A4 Chest Protector, A1 Chest Protector, uh, Alpine Stars Protects. Great name, great quality products. You know all of that. Uh, all right, everybody, let's get right into a friend of mine, WGM, as I call him, and you will find out why. And now, speaking of WGM, he is WP suspension guy for Rockstar Husky. Let's get right into Todd Brown, shall we? And now, as promised, WP suspension guy assigned to the Rockstar Husky team and a guy I affectionately refer to as WGM. It's Todd Brown. What's up, WGM? How are you? Hey, what's going on, Steve Mathis? How you doing? <laughs> Thank you for doing this. It's been We've been trying to set it up for a while, but I got it. We did it. We're doing it. By the way, you're the WGN, not me. Uh, listen, i got to explain this to people. So <clears throat> I, I go to work for – I don't even – you never worked for Nick Way, but you lived with him or you were his buddy? You went to Europe yeah. with him or something, right? Yeah, I did a couple of European races with him. Okay, um, so he and, uh, he really liked yeah, your mechanic. He really liked your mechanicing skills. He <laughs> he really thought you were a great mechanic, and you were. And uh, And so I started to work for Nick at the end of 01. And he started doing like, hey, Todd Brown does this. Hey, Todd does this. And, uh, you know, this is what Todd, Todd should call this guy. And, and at some point, I didn't know Nick Way that well. At some point, I'm like, look, dude, I know Todd Brown is the world's greatest mechanic. I know this. And I'm just trying to live up to him. So please, the WGM, world's greatest mechanic, just I'm not him. All right? So if you want to yeah, get yeah. him, call him. And that turned into Nick loving that, by the way, laughing hysterically. And you have forever been known as WGM, world's greatest oh. mechanic since then. Oh, yeah. Every time we pass by each other, you <laughs> and I, I'll just say, hey, what's up, WGM? Right. You, yeah, you turn this into something where I'm the WGM. But, yeah, but I, yeah. I was just tired of Nick Way telling me about what Todd Brown would do. 
and how Todd Brown yeah. would handle this situation. So <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's uh, it's good times, man. You've been around the industry a long time. Uh, done a lot yeah. of jobs and worked with a lot of teams and riders. So I'm I'm stoked to do this. I think it's going to be fun. It'll be a, a little trip down memory lane a little bit on all the things you've done, and uh, and and we'll get into everything. So for you now, Todd, you were at Showa. Well, you had your own suspension company for a bit. Then you went to Showa, and then you went to WP. And I'm always interested in that. Now I heard Todd that Showa like to get guys that, you know, kind of didn't know much about suspension so they could teach them the show away, right? And that's how you kind of learn how to do suspension. Well, yeah, I think that's true. And yep. in any company, they want to teach them their way, whether it be, you know, WP or Showa. But, right. um, you know, the, the time I was there, I was there for like four years. I, I had a good time there. You know, I never really wanted to leave there. Just uh-huh. some things happened. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, you know, I just parted ways with them. But. Um, I like all the people mm-hmm. that work there, you know, really good friends with Brummy and Bennett there. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, four years went by quick and, and, uh, you know, I got to work with a TLD Honda team at the time. And, and I also got to work with Baggett and James Stewart on uh Yoshimura Suzuki. So those were good times. So you know? when you, when WP comes calling and you, you jump over there, I mean, look, it's, it's springs and air, it's, it's shims, it's oil. So it's not like it's it's a different deal, but it is a different deal. And WPs are bigger. Some of them, you know, there was an air shock for a while. They're steel frame bikes. Like, do you? And maybe this is a dumb question, so please tell me if it is. Do you have to like <laughs> re, do you have to like reteach yourself WP way that the now that the WP way? How does that work? Well, honestly, with with a WP suspension, it's you know what we run on the race team is the spring fork. Um, so it's it's pretty pretty basic, you know, to work mm-hmm. on it. And I've been around suspension for like 20 years. Yep. Um, but you know, WP, like I said, is, uh, you know, just a, a spring fork, nothing special about it. Yeah. You know, it works good. The guys have been doing good. Um, you know, going back to uh show, at least in uh, like 14, 15, I think it was mm-hmm. with the air fork. And yeah. I'm sure everyone can agree on this, you know, that, that fork, there were some good things about it, but yeah. Oh man, just it was not a very popular fork, and and that fork gave me some gray hairs for sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll, know, with, uh, we'll we'll get into that with the for race sure. team anyway. Right, right. So, um, um, but but you know what I mean, like, and with, I don't want you to give away any trade secrets, but like, say Showa is like, hey man, we we really think the action with the forks and shocks starts in the mid speed valve, and that's where we're gonna you know concentrate and, and work on. And and WP's like no, we're we have steel frames and they flex more, and we want the initial. Like, does any of that change? Or, or for you, Todd, is it just suspension, suspension? Like me, it's just suspension. You it's know, just suspension. Just suspension. Okay, all right. Yeah, you know, like, uh, um, yeah, I just yeah, yep. exactly. Um, congrats on the titles with with Zacco and Jason Anderson and all that. That's cool. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I came in at the right time. These guys were, they, they were ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, Zach had won, um, you know, the East coast and what 17, I started outdoors mm-hmm. with the race team and, uh, very fortunate to be a part of, uh, you know, the rockstar Husky team and win an outdoor title, just joining the team. I was yep. pretty happy with that. Um, always wanted to get an outdoor title or be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Finally got that done. And then, uh, you know, with Jason this year in the 450 Supercross class, that that's uh, those are hard to get. Oh yeah, 450 yeah. Supercross Championship, and uh, that was it. It was a fun year, and that's something you know I'm, I'm very proud to be a part of. And Zach also winning the the 18 East Coast Lights Championship. Yeah, so. yeah. 
Um, I've been very, uh, yeah, very blessed to, uh, um, you know, be a part of the race team. You know, when one door closes, another one opens. And, yeah. you know, my time up with Showa, I was very, you know, very thankful to get this job at WP. But before that, you know, I was thankful to hook up with Malcolm and, and work there. Mm-hmm. That was after Showa. Before WP. Before the so, WP. Yeah. Does, I want to thank the Stewart family for bringing me on. So does, I was able to get my foot back in the door. Does WP recruit you? Do you apply? Uh, you know, your name's good. It's been in the pits for a long time. You've been a part of a lot of, a lot of good. good things. So so how does that work? Do you are, do you go to WP? Do they say, hey, man, we're looking for a guy? How does that, how does that work? Well, you know, for us, it's kind of like word of mouth. Okay. I mean, I think at the time they had like up on their website, you know, maybe a suspension tech. But it had happened pretty quick, you know, right after I finished with Malcolm at, um, what, Vegas Supercross, and I started, I think, maybe the next week. Okay. Um, WP. So yeah. I had talked to Scuba, and this was around, uh, I want to say, maybe New Jersey. So there's, yeah. a, what, maybe three or four races left or whatever it was. Yep. Um, and uh, it happened real quick because one of the guys um, was leaving, one of the WP techs mm-hmm. was leaving. So it just happened to be, hey, you know, I'm available Talk to Scuba, and then I talked to uh, I think Ann and those guys over there. Is that something where you got to go yeah. to where you got to go to Holland right away, or do anything like that, or no? Um, I, I actually I did go to Austria, you know WP's main headquarters. I went there. Oh, and, I thought uh, they were in Holland. They guess would KTM buy them or something? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't I don't know. Okay, but, but they're in Austria. I went to yeah. Austria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, I went there for a little bit. Okay, uh, so so that was good. Um, and, and, uh, then, and then they immediately, hey, let me, Todd, did they put you in a room with a light over your head and then just start grilling you about what Showa does? <laughs> no, no, not, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm kidding. Um, uh, I, I'm working with Osborne, and I know him well. I don't know Anderson as well. Yeah. Um, Zacco is probably very analytical, very precise in his instructions or his, his questions. He's pretty much I, – I would. this is all I'm guessing. <clears throat> he, he knows what he wants to do. He, he, you know, you're going to work with oh, him. for sure. And Anderson is yeah. like, I don't know, dude. It's just doing this. No, actually, Jason's – no, he's really good. Oh, is he? Okay. So, all right. So with the bike and then real yep. quick with Osborne, you know, he's uh, – um, you know, I've been in the class a little while. He's a veteran, so he yep. knows he knows his bike. You know, he's real comfortable with it. Yep. And uh, we don't change a whole lot, maybe a couple of clicks here or there. Mm-hmm. And then, as you can see, you know, his results. And I truly believe if he was racing motocross right now, he'd be winning. Yeah. So it's yep. a bummer that, that that happened, but I do believe that. But anyhow, um, yeah, Zach, he's, he's, he's easy on the bike. Um, and... With, with Anderson, yeah. I mean, yeah. the whole team's good. You know, no, no one's too picky. Yeah, yeah, so, that's good. That's good. Um, I believe uh, the bike's that good. That's what I think. Um, you mentioned working with the Stewarts and went working with Yosh guys on, on Showa. Uh-huh. Did you ever, like, what did you ever say to James, like, dude, we can't be running two by fours for springs or, or, or air pressure uh, in the front end? <laughs> How hard was I mean, that battle all the time? No, it's just, you know, stiff front end, good for the whoops, turning, you know, it's, it's never good, you know, a stiff setup, yep. especially in the front. But, uh, I don't know. And then, you know, the time that I worked with James, you know, um, that one year we, it was, you know, air fork. So we were just, uh, you know, kind of trying to develop that fork yep. and then to develop it with someone of James caliber. Right. Um, you know, it, it was uh, at times difficult, but Hey man, 
Yeah. Um, I have no problem working with him. He's probably one of the best riders that I've worked with as far as uh, um, what to do with the bike. Like, he could tell yeah. you the areas, you know. Right. Like, very impressed with him. And, dude, it must have been amazing uh, so. to be there day in and day out and watch this dude ride. You're just like, look at oh. this guy. Yeah, there's probably, of all the riders that I work with, there's probably two, and James is one of them, and Kevin Wyndham's the other one. Right. You know, you're just, like, watching them ride. And, <laughs> and James, man, oh, he can put a fast lap down in anywhere, you right. know, and then yeah. to watch him go through the whoops. And, yeah. And that guy can flat-out pin it. Yeah. You know, uh, it, was, it was cool to see him ride, you know, daily. Um, test. Oh, <laughs> I bet. I imagine. But then again, maybe it was frustrating because – a lot of us could see this bike setup wasn't great, you know? I mean, maybe it was great on two strokes and good on Cowies. I don't know, but he never had that great success. And it was like, dude, your forks look so stiff. It's like when Ricky was doing the back end that was low oh, and yeah. slow. Like, you're like, it's not working, Ricky, through the whoops. And James, it ain't working. It's not not, not happening for you, you know? But, you know, I mean, maybe the only place it works is, is the whoops. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, you have the rest of the track. So yeah. um, you just got to find a good... Yeah. No, so he, he he wasn't moving off that setting. Like you you probably tried no. and yeah, he just wasn't doing it. Wasn't having it. Yeah. Um, so are are you surprised I'm not surprised at all. And Todd, you know him better than I do, but I've certainly known him over the years and done a lot of interviews with him. I'm not surprised he's been MIA uh to the sport. Uh probably not stoked on that suspension he got and then, you know, he's kind of a shy kid anyways. He's a shy guy. Like I am not surprised that he has just gone underground. Um that's how he said he was going to do it, and and he's doing it. Yeah, he's being a dad. I mean, yeah, that's you know that's what he wanted to do. So you know, boy, hey, whatever you want to do. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like me working with James, you know, he's a great dude. I I golfed with him a few times, got mm-hmm. to know him a little bit. Yep. And uh, yeah, they're uh, yeah the Stewart family, good people. Yeah, Malcolm, everyone. Oh, uh, Malcolm's great, man. Malcolm couldn't be any more different than James as far as personality. Like outgoing, laughs. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. He's kind of a goofball, right? Like he's yeah, he's yeah. Kidding. He cracks me up. Man. Oh, I, I know. Laugh every time I see him, <laughs> he's great. How was he as a suspension guy? I got a feeling he would be a little bit like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> do whatever. Nah, you know what? actually, yeah. You know, as long as you get the setting mm-hmm. close, you know, yep. um, he just he'll just run it. And oh. uh, you know, Mookie, he's he's a fast, fast dude too. You know? Yeah. Oh man, he's um, yeah he's got he's got his brother's skills. But, you know. Yeah, I enjoyed working with him. Right. You know, so it was fun. Uh, yeah, James is a good dude. Uh, he likes to laugh. He, he, you know, he's just, I think when you've been in the spotlight your entire life, and you and I can't really relate to this, not many people can. Yeah. When you've been in the spotlight his whole life, and he's been burned a few times probably. Oh, yeah. You just, yep. that's how you end up. You get reclusive a little bit, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what to say about that. As far as, you know, like him yeah. breaking away and, yeah. and, uh, um, but, you know, like I said, you know, whatever you want to do. Yeah. You know? Uh, no, absolutely. I, I agree. Um, hey, I, look, I'm, I'm, I was a mechanic for a long time, as you know, and as, mm-hmm. you, as you were. I broke away from being a mechanic to get into the media end of things. And I look at these mechanics now, and I'm just like, I am so glad I'm not a mechanic. Like, I couldn't do what I do now without putting those 12 years in. But, man, mechanics taught. you got to be stoked that, like, you're not doing it anymore. It's These guys are... They work their balls off. I look back and I go, oh, what I was I doing? What was I know, I... Hey, we did back in the day, too. We no, were, I know. Hey, we drove. I don't know if you drove box Oh, I, I did. Oh, like I did. Yeah. Years or yep. whatever it was. Yeah. And you're gone even more then. But anyhow, um, yeah, nowadays, yeah, it's, it's it's still 24-7, you know, back yeah. then and even today. Yeah. You know, so much respect to, uh, you know, all the mechanics 
you know? Yeah, it, man. It, I, I'm so glad I'm so glad I'm out of it. And I tell these guys that I'm like, I'm not, I would never do that job again. Like, Oh, I, you know what? I would never, <laughs> I would never do it again. The only thing I miss uh, about being a mechanic and uh-huh. since I'm a suspension guy is maybe that, uh, um, uh, what rider mechanic relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I kind of miss that. I wish I could, uh, right. get to know the guys a little better, but you know, Especially like box fan days Whatever. where you're jetting the bike and you're doing suspension adjustments. <laughs> you're doing all of that, you know, with your guy. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. The, that's it. Yeah. You're, you're the guy. And there's not 10 guys hanging around um, like there is now. So um, how did you get started in the sport? How did you become a mechanic? Where Where are you from? Where did you grow up? I don't even know. No, I'm from uh, Northern Cal. Okay. Uh, Eureka, which is way up on the tip of Northern California. Um, I tell people it's five hours north of San Francisco. Is it really? Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, so it's way up there. So Eureka, California, that's where I'm from. Yep. Um, and then, uh, you know, I've always been into dirt bikes ever since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I just figured, hey, this is what I want to do. So uh, um, out of high school, I went to MMI. In oh, Arizona. you did? Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went to school with Rookie. I'm sure people know who Rookie is. Um, but um, anyhow, so um, that's right out of high school. Went yeah. to MMI and yeah. then uh, worked in a few dealerships. Okay. Did you and I'm like, did you ride and race in Eureka? Or did you have a dirt bike and all that? Or was it always? Uh, I would usually go race maybe Marysville. I don't oh, okay. know if you heard of these yep. tracks at Marysville. It's kind of by Sacramento a little yeah. bit. And then, uh, um, you know, uh, Sand Hill Ranch in Brentwood. Mm-hmm. And Dixon, just some of the tracks, but you know what? They were like five, six hours away. Yeah. So I did not have um, a local track. So I was just riding once a week. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was tough. And you know, I definitely never made it to the pro ranks. Never, not even close. Your parents supported but, it. They got you a bike and all that. They were into it. They're fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. helped out. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, sure. so you go. So you're just like, look, I love dirt bikes. Did you watch it on TV and you're like, I think I can be a mechanic? And what is this MMI place? Like, how do you discover MMI? And how do you discover that you want to be a mechanic? Well, I just want, yeah, I just wanted to be a mechanic. I wanted to, because uh, at the time, you know, working on my own dirt bikes, I yeah. didn't really, I didn't know how to split the cases or anything like that. I would have been scared to do that. But, you know, <laughs> right. going to MMI, yep. you know, they teach you, uh, you know, pretty much everything you need to know there. Uh-huh. Um, but it, go ahead. But kind of getting back to the dealership part is yeah. I was tired of work. I just wanted to work on dirt bikes only. Okay. I don't want to work on a gold lane, <laughs> take two hours, do a rear tire change or work on three wheelers, four wheelers. Yeah, yeah. That didn't interest me. It was dirt bikes only. So, right. um, <laughs> um, yeah. Like, so were you, this would have been like McGrath era on TV, ESPN and all that, right? You're watching. Yeah, actually. And then back then it was like, uh, I think motor world yep. carried the races yeah, yeah. and they would not show them. Obviously it would not be live. You would see him like maybe two weeks later or maybe yeah. a month later. Whatever it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Okay, so you're working at a dealership. What then? So, um, yeah, I worked in a dealership for a couple of years and was over that. Mm-hmm. And I just I went to a Supercross race in 93. Okay. And uh, I talked to Mike Fisher because he was um, on a Cowie deal back at that time, doing yep. 250 Supercross. What do you mean, though, you talked to Mike Fisher like you walked up to him out of the blue? Oh, yeah. Yep. Just walked no way. Up to him out of the blue, yeah. Dude, that's... He was looking at mechanic because I had followed it, and I knew he was getting back into it. Yeah. I, I think at the time, his dad was his mechanic. Yeah, so this is at, after, yeah, went, after KTM, he's like Cowie R&D guy back then. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I just, yeah, I talked to him and <laughs> didn't hear nothing for a week. And then uh, I'm like, oh, man. All right. So yeah. nothing there. 
And then like a week later, two weeks, he called me up. It was right before I hang town. Yeah. Like nine, 93. 93. Yeah. 93. Um, so I, I did, uh, I met him at Hangtown, and, and uh, at that time, he was like a top 10 rider. Dude, for so sure. No, he's legit. I can't believe you just went up to him out of the blue. I know, I know. <laughs> Me neither. So Me neither. <laughs> I, basically, I got in over my head, you know, to <laughs> right. start right. with someone, you know, a top 10 guy back yeah. then, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, think about so that now, right? Like, you jump in. This would be like working for, like, Pike or somebody. Like, you just show up yeah, and start working yeah. for Weston Pike. <laughs> oh, man. And then here here we are lining up with Stanton and, yeah. and uh, you know, Kadrowski, what, all those guys. Hey, what, I was in awe. What was but, he paying yeah. you? What was he, What was the pay? Because my, oh, first, man. my first oh, job no. was 300 a week, my first gig. Uh, I, 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 it was less than that. Was but, it? Hey, really? I honestly, I would almost yeah. have done it for free. Yep. Yep. You know, but... uh Okay, math is six hundred a week. Right. Right. Yeah. No. I. I, I also, as a can, as a kid in Canada, um, I would have done the same thing. I would have been like, let me. Well, actually, my first gig was that PJ One team, after helping a few oh, yeah, privateers, yeah. and then my, I told them I'll work for free for the first two weeks. I told the team owner, if I don't work oh, out yeah. after two weeks, send me home. And dude, I yeah, never went yeah. home, but that was my <laughs> deal. You know. Oh, that's funny. That was 96, wasn't 96, it? Yeah. Like yeah. 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 Okay, so Fisher, you're on Hangtown. You're on the starting line. You you don't even have a fanny pack or anything at this point. <laughs> well, it, it, Hangtown, his dad was his mechanic. Okay. Kind of like just the shadow guy, yep. at least for that race. And then uh, we did uh, the rest, you know, out of the box run. Wow. And, uh, and there you were. Back then it was 500 nationals, too. Yep. Yeah, you know, to do that vibrating bike. Did you? you so there. you did the rest. You did the the rest of the eleven or whatever. But, uh, so I came on at Hangtown yep. and did uh, what the last part of the the two fifty nationals, and then I think the five hundred nationals at that time were uh, maybe four nationals. Yeah, whatever. I mean, there wasn't was. a whole lot of yeah. them, but anyhow. Um, so I did that, and then after uh, him, I worked for Gene Newmat. Oh, you did. Yeah, so here I go cross country to Brooksville, Florida. You just happen to meet Gene, kind of just hanging out, like with work with fish or whatever. That's how you meet Gene, I imagine. Um, yeah, somewhere yeah. along the line, we, yeah. we would have crossed paths um, that, that summer. And I just did a podcast um, with uh, with Gene maybe a month ago. It was great. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a funny dude. I haven't I haven't seen him in a while, but right. Um, so yeah, I moved to Brooksville <laughs> and. Uh, it's a great story of how you started, by the way. This is awesome. Oh, yeah, those guys are crazy there. Don't fall asleep there. Dude, well, that's oh, the thing. Man. He was telling us about the, the him and Glassy and Swink. Were oh, yeah, back. Jeff Glass. I mean, oh. That guy's so funny. Yeah, right. so many good times back then. Um, um, and but, uh, So yeah. what, what's Gene paying you at this point? You're just whatever? You're just scummy pulling together, trying to pull it was together? Kinda, it was kind of, I think, around the same. Yeah, yeah. And, and Gene was, uh, he would have been... 24 national number 24 national 28 somewhere. no 42 or something oh, okay like i think god i hope i'm right on that yeah 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 think, um, uh, did you do supercross and everything with them or just outdoors uh i just did uh supercross yeah okay because he had uh, he got hurt i think he broke his wrist yeah and then uh um deegan called me up so the last part of 94 i, I was uh, brian deegan's mechanic Really? He was, uh, okay. yeah, he's a 19-year-old kid on a Team Greenville. Yeah. Um, so I, I moved to Nebraska now. So um, <laughs> This is great, dude. It's awesome. Yeah, so uh, 
um, yeah, I finished 94 up with, with Egan. And, and then he went to Atomic 22 in 95, right? Yes, he did. Um, yep. So, yeah, and back then, people don't know, like, I, I knew Deegan in Atomic 22 days and with Swint and, yep. uh, and all that. And Brian was his quiet, shy kid. He was... Oh, yeah. Like, he wasn't sort of this, this godfather of metal militia guy that people see. No, no, like, no, no. And and he worked hard. He trained hard, right? He see, Like, he was going after oh, yeah. motocross uh, stardom, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at that time, uh, I think it was Kevin Wyndham was his main competition coming into amateurs. Mm-hmm. And I think Brian, um, he was, like, second behind him. So, yeah. coming into uh, when, when I worked with Brian, um, let's see what he was uh, – Number, national number 58. Okay. And uh, it was basically, a, um, I think, maybe a second year. Yeah. So um, um, so you go from Fisher to San Diego to, to Brooksville to Nebraska in three years. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, dude, I tell people, too, like, I just lived out of a gear bag for, like, seven years. No address. Nothing. I, I – just lived out of a gear bag, lived with people in the off season when I could until they got kind of sick yep. of me, and I just tried to find jobs, right? Like just trying to find gigs along the way. Yeah, no, I was, yeah, living out of a suitcase. Uh, you know, got to see a lot of, uh, you know, Nebraska. Who would have thought I would be in Nebraska? Yeah, really, right? Um, did you, so Atomic 22, are you like, hey, Deegs, take me with you? I'm going on Atomic 22, or how'd that, what happened? Um, at that time, I think, uh, let's see, that was 94. Um, I just, you know, wanted to go back home for a little bit, take a break. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, Jeff Pastana called me up. Oh, NorCal zone. And at that time, yeah, he was, I want to say Monterey, California. Okay. So I'm thinking, oh, okay. You know, be closer to home. That's still what, yeah. six hours away or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, I could, um, I just wanted to be closer to home. So mm-hmm. I, I worked with, uh, Pastana. In 95, we did, uh, like, West Coast 125. Oh, okay. And he was a Honda test rider at the time. Yeah, that's right. Him and Somo, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was riding Hondas. And then uh, I worked with him for Supercross. And then I took his bike out one weekend and about killed myself. (laughs) So I'm laid up in the hospital for... Hold on. Yeah, Hold like, on. What what happened? Tell us what happened. I, I just hit a kicker and went over the bars. Oh, what, what'd you break? Or what'd you do? Uh, handlebar, handlebar, handlebar into the stomach. Oh. And just got the wind knocked out of me, rung my bell a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, um, so that the track was like maybe 45 minutes away from home. So, uh, we load up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as soon as I got home, I started throwing up and I'm like, uh oh, something's not right. <laughs> So I go to the hospital and, uh, you know, they, it ended up being a lacerated kidney and a bruised liver, I think. Oh, geez. So, hey, nothing worse than when you go to the bathroom and you're peeing pure blood. Yeah. That scared me. Oh, I bet. I bet. You're like, you're like, yeah, I'm just the wrench. I need to just be the mechanic from now on. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a bad deal. And it, it really screwed me up there for a little bit. So. Um, thank Pist- God I recovered from that. Was, was, was Pistana, I mean, he was a main event guy, right? But 10 to 20. Oh, for like, sure, yeah. 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 He was a pretty good rider, I think, back in the day. Oh, uh, yeah. He was, uh, I think at that time, like right around 10th, 12th, or right. somewhere around there. But, you know, he was good. So was you good. were, you were a fan of the sport. Like, you read Cycle News, you watched these races right on TV. Like, you, oh, uh, yeah. I'd, I'd get every Cycle News right, at so- that time and watch every race. And yeah, super big fan. And uh, at that time, at that age, it was like, this is what I want to do. Right. So, yeah. I, dude, I honestly, I have the same story in Canada. Like, I'm just this 
super fan. And I remember my first gig, I was working for McCormick for a little bit, Jason McCormick mm-hmm. on Cowies and Jason Fernet, my buddy from Canada. And I'm on the starting line, like in 96 and 97, I'm on the starting line lining up next to MC or Fro or like whatever in these heat races. Yes. Or, and I'm just like, I can't fucking believe I'm here. I can't believe I'm I know. Here. I know. I know exactly what you're saying. Were you were the same way? Truck. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then yes. you'd be like at a. Everyone would go to an after party, or everyone would go to dinner, and they're like these guys would just talk to you like you're a normal human, and you're like, I can't believe I'm talking to this guy. I you know. know? <laughs> I know. Huh? <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Um, okay, so Pastana, you're in the hospital. Now what? What happens then? Um, so recover from that. Yeah. And then uh, I think he ended up. He had to hire someone, obviously, because I, I was out a little bit. Right. And then uh, I got a call from my buddies at uh, Nolene Yamaha. Okay. To work uh, for Larry Brooks. This is '95. '95. They were that team was good in '95. Yeah. Larry Ward. Larry Ward. Uh, uh, second, I think, in Supercross. Yeah. So and they had a truck and trailer, right? That was their their program. Yes. Yes. So I went to work for them, and then. Um. Clark Jones is there still? Yes. Oh. Yes, Clark Jones is there. And at that time, the mechanics did the suspension, or at least serviced it. So not only were you framing a bike, oh, really? cases, yep. uh, the mechanics. So I was a little, when I started there, I was a little like, hmm, you know, I wasn't that good at suspension. Yeah. You know, let alone start with a new team, and now i got to do suspension. Yeah. Yeah, really, so right? I was a little worried. But it ended up working out. And, in 95, uh, um, I was Larry Brooks' mechanic. Larry's hard to work for, though. I like Larry. He's a buddy of mine. But I've heard a lot of horror stories about mechanics working for Larry Brooks. How was uh, he? Well, yeah. You wouldn't hear one from me, so, I mean. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was fine. It so, was good? Yeah. Yeah, when I worked with him, he, I think he got hurt at the San Jose Supercross. Okay. Um, who was working for Who's working for Big Bird? Clint Berry. Oh, yeah, Clint, Clint from Clint Australia. Berry, I think, yeah, 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 I think you know him. Yeah. Yeah, and then Shane Drew was there too. Yeah, yeah. Shane was yeah. Uh, well, he was Brooks's guy for a bit, and then he yeah. went. I don't know where else he went. Was there a third guy? I'm trying to remember. Uh, third rider. Third rider. I don't remember. Kyle Lewis. Oh, Lewis. Kyle that's Lewis. it. Yeah, Kyle Lewis. Right. So Shane probably went to go work for Kyle because in the next year he did. Actually, oh. yeah, I think he did, and I, I was the one that replaced Shane because he left Brooks, I believe. Okay, I think, I think it was that. So, did um, you? You guys all lived on the road, right? You had to live in that truck and trailer. Oh drive? yes. How was that? Yeah. How was that? Oh, uh, it sucked. It sucked. <laughs> it sucked. Driving it, trying to park it, trying to drive it around, like. Yeah, well, we had a we had a driver for it, so. Oh, you did? Yeah, oh, okay. Mechanics yeah. just tagged along in it. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, yeah, I tell the mechanics now, like, hey, guys, we used to drive in the semi to some races. Oh, yeah. Like, we would sit yep. in the back of the semi and just drive. Oh, gosh, how, yeah. How illegal is that, right? Oh, I know, I know. Um, okay, so how's Clark Jones? Uh, I know him a little bit. I worked for Yamaha, for Nolene, mm-hmm. but the Clark was sold it by then, but um, in 99. But how was, uh, how was Clark to work for? A smart guy, a quiet yeah. guy, um, but really smart. Um, yeah, no, very, very smart. Good with the bike, good with bike setup, good with suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, I always got along with them well and, uh, no, he's, he's a good, he's a good guy. Yeah. Um, sure. and dude, yeah. Larry second in the series, just killing it every weekend. Yes. Yeah. No, the bikes. Yeah. They were good back then. And I, um, at the end of that season, I did like the world supercross season with okay. Larry Ward. Yeah. So I got to do, uh, um, you know, back then they, went to Japan and still had Bercy. And I think we did 
Switzerland and mm-hmm. a couple in Italy and and uh, so I got to work with Big Bird, you know, Dude. and and he was shit. He was a second place rider at the time. Yeah. So. And again, you're just like, oh my god! You're like, a few years ago, I'm working for Fish, and now I'm, you know, at a national. Now I'm Gene, Gene Newmack to Larry Ward. Um, Big Bird's hard to work for, though, dude. Come on, I like Larry, but come on, Larry was picky. Um, yeah, picky, but come on, you know, if, uh, <laughs> especially if they're winning, they can be as picky as they want. Yeah, yeah, true you that, know, right? But, uh, who wants a twenty place guy being picky? I- I don't want this. Oh, I don't want this podcast to turn into uh, us walking uphill to school <laughs> both ways. But yeah, I mean, we used to paint frames. Everybody, you'd have to find a tree and a tie down and paint your frame. Oh, or scrub on that aluminum frame. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Those are the days. But, uh, um. So okay. So no lean in '95. Um, working for like you said, working for uh, Brooks who got hurt, I think. And uh, then you, Larry. After that, what happened in '96? Did you? Would you do Kyle? The team was uh, Larry went to Honda Troy. Drew and Lewis stayed yes. in a box van. What'd you do? I just went in house. Oh, okay, working in the high yeah. des. Yeah, yes. Um, so that was interesting. But no, I just wanted to. Was once again after a while, you get tired of traveling. Yeah, driving and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I took a break and just uh, worked in house for. For uh, '96 and then '97, uh, um, Clark had talked about signing or getting Jeff Willow, and I'm like, because the year before Willow won, I think, yeah, '96 yeah. on the Honda was yeah. it uh, Honda Troy, yeah, yeah, Honda Troy. Okay, so a year before he won a Supercross, I'm like, okay, I'm sure, you know, yeah, he, he would have good potential, and you know, I worked with Jeff Willow in '97 driving the box van and. We had a good we had a good time, um, and he was fast. He's top five guy. Yeah, at times you know he yep. got a few top five finishes. Um, is that but, where you start? Uh, so in '96 when you're in house, mm-hmm. I mean you were doing suspension oil change, something that I've done a lot too. But yeah, I never yes. took I never took shims apart. Or if I took them apart, I put them back together exactly how they were. I never I never modified anything. Uh, I would change yeah. bushings and and, and, the, and here and there. Is that where you start learning the ins and outs of suspension? Yeah, yeah, yep. it, yeah. Start, it started back then, and like even you know in '97 when I was Willow's mechanic, I was doing a suspension too. Oh, like revalve, so. revalve, and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and this, how much does Clark help you or teach you, to, or are you kind of learning uh, as you go, or is Clark I right mean, there? We 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 have the base setting, mm-hmm. you know, so we work off of that, and um, you know, certainly if I have any questions, I, I talk to Clark. But you know, the base setting was pretty good. Yeah, and then you kind of tweak around that. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, but yeah, that's where suspension like really started with me, right? You know, right. to take an interest with it, and yeah, and it was you know pr- pretty cool for me, you know, building the bike and then also doing the suspension. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I, I took great pride in that. So especially when he did good. Yeah, I mean, I never I changed the oil, but that was about it. I was just your typical mm-hmm. greaseball mechanic. But you know, yeah, to be able to do the suspension, like Shane Drew is the same way. Like when he raced, yeah. he did a suspension. Uh, he raced pro in Canada, and I, I would yep. we'd go riding, and he would revalve his shock in between a moto <laughs> in his gear. Oh, that's funny. Oh, in his gear. Awesome. Yeah, and I and I'd be like, holy shit, look at this guy! Like he can ride. He was a really good rider, and then he could revalve his yep. shock. And then same as a mechanic, like you can revalve the stuff, and then maybe in between practices, put a setting in, or or, or after Friday practice mm-hmm. the national, you could change a setting. Like that's cool. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, 
So okay, so Willow in '97, the Nolene team, and and again, I was there in '99. So I, I shortly after Clark sold it, I think uh, Dave Dye quit, and I got the job with Red Dog. Um, yeah. So you worked for I, Primal in '98, right? Um, actually, how'd that go? Um, before that, '97, um, I got a call from Primal Impulse at the time. Okay. For Sh- Sean Perolio, so I finished out the season with Perolio. Oh, you did. So this is Primal Impulse was a Honda team, and then a Suzuki team owned by a, an oil guy out of Texas named Kirk Clovis. Clovis, yes. Um, Renard rode for him. Uh, yep. Um, uh, Ryan Huffman. Ryan Huffman, <laughs> yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I never understood this guy's deal. What was Kurt Clovis's deal? <laughs> was oh. he just a fan? Did he have a bunch of money? Like, what was... Uh, it, yeah, he's a big fan, and I'm sure, you know, he had uh, deep pockets. So. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know much about that. Uh, um, who was the manager? Was there a manager, or was it just a bunch of mechanics? Oh, the good old Billy Whitley. Oh, uh, yeah, Billy Whitley, right. Yeah, yeah. Billy Whitley. Billy Whitley was yeah. the manager. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, so you were for Parolio, and then you worked for Ryan Huffman in 98. And Yes. Ryan Huffman in 97, and I t- I've told this story a few times. I was working for Birdwell, Pi Birdwell. And, okay, yeah, yeah. And, and Ryan Huffman was on a Cowie. Tom Morgan built his boat, his motor. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and Ryan Huffman absolutely killed it that year as a privateer. Um, oh, he was good. Dude, yeah. he would jump things seriously. I'm, I'm oh. not kidding people. He would be the first guy, maybe not the first, maybe it'd be McGrath, and then I'm not. I'm serious, Ryan Huffman would jump just about anything. Like, Yes, he would, and I got to see it firsthand. The you dude know, was, some of the races we went to, he would be the first guy to go yeah. big on something. Dude, the guy was unbelievable. I don't know what happened in between 97 Privateer killing it to 125 class at Primal, but he lost something along the way. I don't know whether it was... Maybe he didn't fit a 125 that well. I, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know he's on a good program. Yep, hired a, a good trainer, and I, I believe the bike was good. Bike know, was good, yeah. At that time, right? Um, I just, yeah, I don't know what, what happened. <laughs> it, never, it, never, know, so it never, it never, something went on there. You know, what, he got good starts that year. I know that. Yeah, were you a type of mechanic? Were you? You're a pretty. Uh, you're not a huge talkative guy. You're a pretty shy guy. Uh, no. um, yeah, that's probably my worst downfall. No, but so as a mechanic, would you just be quiet, or were you the type of guy to yell at a rider? I don't think you were. What kind of mechanic? Uh, were you? I wouldn't yell at him. No, I just probably wouldn't be more quiet. You know, but uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'd obviously you know tell them, light them up when they need to be lit up. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was more like just talking to them. You know, I, I don't have the. Yeah, I'm not much of a yell at someone yeah you know but or get into arguments so yeah, just, you, yeah i'll just say be, hey man you'd be the opposite of brian lunas like lunas always oh, yeah. apparently yelled at his guys and threw stuff and whatever right yeah um, maybe i should have you know been more like that right you know I, I don't know but yeah no 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 you can you are who you are i don't think you can change exactly you can't, you, yeah yeah you, yep. you can't be someone you're not right um i was a guy i never did it either i was always like I can't believe I'm doing this job. This is awesome, and and <laughs> yeah. the bike didn't break. And, oh yeah, yep. And I'm sure this guy tried his hardest. I don't know. That's all my my attitude would be like. Hey man, do you need anything from me? And they'd be like, No. And I'd be like, Okay, cool. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I think at the end of the day, you know, as far as mechanics go, yeah. you're like, Okay, you know, the bike stayed together. You didn't have a a seat bolt fall out, and the the yeah. right side panels hanging down. You yeah. know, yeah. not some moto, but. Um, um, no, so I know what you're saying there. Looking back, what was the, 
What was the dumbest thing you ever did as a mechanic? Was there a move that you you did as a privateer mechanic or on these teams that you're like I, you look back on it and you're like what an idiot I was? Do you have one of those moments? Because I certainly do. Um, mine probably would have been on the starting line when I about drank. Uh, the, um, you know, you top the fuel off. Yeah. Back then we just had like a guy a water bottle. Yeah, that, Gatorade bottle. Gatorade and. Yep. Uh, Pour a little bit of fuel in to top it off after the parade lap, and I about drank that, and I was so embarrassed. I'm like, "What an idiot!" Did but, you, what'd you yeah, did you put it up to your red, lips? Red, hot out. Did you put it up to your lips? <laughs> how, how close did it get? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, I did. And dude, it just kind of. Oh, it was it was bad, not good. Oh, <laughs> it was bad, not good. Not I blame it on the heat that day. It was red, but it was hot out. Yeah, and, um, uh, I. I was rebuilding a 96 YZ125 for Corey Keeney, and we were having problems with the bearings spinning in the cases. So we got okay. this. We got this, uh, the green Loctite, I guess. It's super gnarly bearing lock. I don't remember. I think it was green. So yep. we would put that on the bearings. Before, you know, they come out of the freezer, and you heat these cases, and you drop these bearings in. And then um, I would I put some Loctite on it, and I put so much on it that when, the, when I dropped the bearing in, I didn't notice it. The green Loctite... <laughs> uh, Went in between. It came. It, it splashed out of the the gap. Yeah, yeah Into yeah. into the actual roller bearing. So <laughs> I can see that happening. Yes. So I build the whole oh, bike. Funny. I build the whole bike, and I go start it up, and it's like whoa, 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 bearing's not spinning. Like I'm like, what the hell? I just put the whole cases again. I was up to like three in the morning, but um, uh, yeah. It's like what was I thinking? Like what a moron I was. Um, oh. And then uh, oh, there was a time. Another time on the starting line. I think with Kelly Smith, he's revving the bike, and I'm looking, and the seatbelt is just spinning as he's revving the bike. <laughs> and I grab the little, the little short T handle, and I'm like, doo, doo, doo. Uh, yeah, you don't say nothing, to him. yeah. That's, no, uh, no, you're just like yeah, tighten that thing yeah. right up. Here we go. Um, uh, so okay, so yeah, Ryan Huffman. People need to know, like, he was good, but man, the guy, yes, just, he, he was. Just, he was talented on a dirt bike for sure. Um, oh yeah. So for sure, uh, you guys always had bitching looking box fans too at, at Primal. Those things were sweet. Oh, they were. Yeah, I got hooked up with a good one that year. So yeah, um, yeah. No, they had nice box fans for sure. Um, okay, so what else? What's next for you? At the end of '98. So end of '98. Oh, you work for Hoffman. Um, still with Primal. Yep. Um, and uh, Pingree was the next guy. Is Renard uh, there? Is Renard there then? Renard was there in 97, and actually, yeah, 98, he was there also. With, with Wobbles? Yes, Wobbles. Wobbles, remember Wobbles? Yeah, yeah, I remember him. I'm sure you still see him. We see him from time to time. Oh, I see Wobbles. Yeah, oh, yeah, Wobbles is around. Yeah, um, yeah, Wobbles. <laughs> and that was the year uh, Renard ran down Ricky in the Unadilla, I think, in 98. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Primal bike. So. Yeah, no, they were good. Um, yeah. yeah, so 99, Pingree. Yeah, 99, Pingree, you know, that that was a good year. And that was the year, for me anyways, it was my first uh, Supercross win. It was uh, Minneapolis that year. Yeah. So as a mechanic, you know, that feeling of winning your first Supercross race was pretty cool. Yeah. You know? I, yeah, I can imagine. I never did that. I won a national. That was it. Yeah, oh. it was Kelly Smith, right? Yeah, 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 with K. Smith. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah uh, Ping, and Pingree's cool, right? Like, good dude. Um you know, like I, I would think he'd be a fun guy to work for. He's obviously really funny. So, oh yeah, no, he was funny. He's a good dude. He had uh, good times too. Is that he yeah, gave that. you? Hey, he gave you the nickname Doo Doo. 
He did. No, you know, no, no. He, uh, I think it was Clint Berry. Oh, I, I Pingree was, was the originator of that. Pingree claimed would it. Like to say it. <laughs> oh, did he claim it? Oh, yeah. I think he claimed so it. There's, yeah. there's probably a couple people that still will, will call me that today. And really, um, oh, jeez. Nick Way, Nick Way's one of them. Right, right. <laughs> um. And then, uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't, didn't really like that nickname. So, uh, no, you, yeah. you're you're, uh, you're WGM. That's what you are. Because <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I heard yeah. all about you and what you would do and how you would do it. Um, so Ping, uh, that's not the year he loses the title. No, that's that's uh, he he has that's, a good uh, yeah. uh, two thousand, I believe. Right? Um, was it two thousand? Yeah, yeah. two thousand. Yeah. So, uh, but how was the? So you're driving. You're doing West Coast stuff or East Coast stuff? What are you doing? Uh, West Coast. Uh, one twenty-five, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, so it's you're not driving the whole circuit, you know. You're, I mean, you're still driving a lot, but man, yes, it's, that it's... part was wasn't so bad because he was doing West Coast, and you know, you have a couple close ones. And, yeah, and I think maybe the fur- furthest one away is either Seattle or uh, what Houston at that time. Right. Um. So yeah, it was good because when they went to East Coast, then right. I would get a break. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to the Todd Brown Podcast, uh, Fly Racing Racer X Podcast Show, presented by Alpine Stars and Maxis. Love those guys, and please support them, uh, whether it's the back protection, the neck protection, the boot protection that Alpine Star gives you, or, of course, the MXST tire from the folks at Maxis, and flyracing.com. Love those guys as well. Tons of things to check out on uh, on the website or at your local dealer. And also, too, listen to this commercial from Racetech, speaking of suspension, and Todd Brown. Listen to this commercial. Use Pulpamex18 as a code to save at Racetech. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll be right back after this with more Todd Brown. Racetech suspension and engines, people. Pulpamex18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Racetech specializing in high-performance suspension, parts, service, and setups, modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Racetech, guys like the HEP Suzuki team, and many more in the pits use Racetech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulpamex18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, Racetech.com. Do it. Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. Are you at this point trying to, like, um, obviously, like, my goal and I think everyone mechanic's goal to try to, you know, become a, a 450, 250 uh, factory mechanic? Are you are you trying to do that at this time? Are you talking to Suzuki, like Roger's there or whatever? Are you, or are you pr- kind of happy just, you know, working for a satellite team? No, for, for me, I mean, satellite team was fine. Was it? Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I had no, no problems, no issues with that. You know, satellite team, factory team. At yep. that time, it, it really didn't matter to, matter to me because yep. I honestly feel like uh, um, we were, you know, I think maybe Suzuki's factory team. And, yeah. Uh, I mean. Right, at least got good support, you know. Um, right. Um, so. Also, two people, 125 days, just, Todd, just jetting, 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 jetting. 
man. In the morning, oh, yeah. in the oh, afternoon, yeah. pressurized domes, just jetting. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. And 125s, too. That's what you I know, mean. They're, yeah. They're, yep. they're sensitive. And then, uh, um, yeah, I get, you're bringing back memories now. Dude, right? I mean, you used to just stand there on the, uh, you just sit there on the stand and just rev it. And just try to, uh, you know. I know, like in two, 2000, you know, the Honda jet and that thing, we jet that thing three times a day. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, yeah, so jetting. Um, so how do you, <clears throat> how do you go from Primal to FMF Honda? Um, and I, I know it seems bad because we've already talked about so many different changes, but each one, no, you know, kind of be- better, better myself or, you know, might've been more money. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I no no you for jumped. people you were a very good mechanic. You weren't screwing anything up. You were, you know, moving <clears throat> around and trying to trying to get more money or get a better gig or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. wasn't like you were getting fired from these teams. People need to yeah know. <laughs> yeah. So for uh, two thousand, um, you know, Sellers talked to me about working for him, mm-hmm. and uh, I knew he was going to be a contender. At the same time, I knew Pingree was going to be a contender. So I'm like, Oh man, yeah. what do I do? What yeah. do I do? And, right. and I was just, okay, I'll make the jump to Brock for, for 2000. And, and we did have a good year, you know, you got second and uh, East coast. Mm-hmm. And when you're battling someone like, uh, um, you know, Pastrana, it's pretty tough. Yeah. You know? Um, you're, you're <clears throat> bike was that bike wasn't very good though, man. I don't think the aluminum no, frame. No. Was no, it was, uh, it was a turd that year. Yep. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, no, they, they were, I was there in 98 at FMF the first year they were there and yeah, it was a cluster. Was it any better in 2000? Like was, were things working better? We had, we had Bobby Morris team manager, but he, he didn't live in California and he was fresh off his racing career. And I don't really know if yeah. he found his stride as a manager and he was in Arizona a lot. And, and Donnie, uh, big Donnie would, want to do this and Tom Webb was around and he wanted to do this and then we were pulled in different dr- Hooker at Honda and Varner at FMF were fighting over how to jet the bike and make make the bike run I mean it was looking back I'm like you guys are so disorganized how was it in 2000 well in 2000 um, Tom Wallace kind of took over okay um, if you want to call him a team manager or whatever um, race coordinator he took over um, as far as the technical side of it, mm-hmm. we uh, worked with uh, Dan Bentley. Oh, yeah. Yep. Double D. Yep, Double D. Uh, yep. From Honda. So I didn't have any issues with it. But at the same time, you know, it was like a, my first time on a big team. Um, but, no, I mean. Yeah, and, and semi-truck, too. No, more, no more driving for you. No more driving. Yeah, semi-truck. exactly. Yeah. So a semi was like, whoa, you know. <laughs> whoa. Get to fly to the races now. Yeah, you know, and and that was that was a lot better because you're you were home mm-hmm. a couple extra days. Yeah, you know, like, for sure. Um, um, so it sounded like it was a bit more organized than when I was there, like with Tom there, and and Dan Bentley wasn't gonna he you know he knew what he was doing. He was a super smart guy. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yep. all of that was fine. And, so yeah, I had no problems with it. Uh, Brock's funny, huh? Like he. Oh, yeah. We were teammates at KTM. Uh, he was so funny. He was just the weirdest. Oh yeah. He was he weird. But I don't mean weird in a bad way, but he was such a different guy. Like he would, we'd be testing, and all of a sudden he'd be like, "You know what? How do you think a time machine would work?" And you're like, "What?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you know, getting back to the testing with yeah. him, you know, we'd be testing one day, and he's putting a 
I don't know, water pumping his Volkswagen or whatever. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but he, he's a smart guy. Yeah. Know? Yeah, we went to his and place. And I had fun working with him. Did you go back to Ohio to his place? Uh, I've been there, yeah, a couple times. Yeah. He's got, he's got like tools everywhere and VWs everywhere and parts everywhere. It's like yes. Sellard's Junkyard. Yes. Sellard's yeah. VW Graveyard or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. But no, mm. real friendly guy. Really nice, nice dude. And, and he was fast. Oh, yeah. He was fast. And then he had his brother that helped him at the time. Mm-hmm. You Marcus. know, Marcus. Yep, Marcus. And, uh, no, he he was good for Brock. And it was, for me, it was, uh, you know, a little more pressure, mm-hmm. you know, as far as being a mechanic. Um, you know, that, that year Brock got second Supercross and he got fourth in uh, outdoors. So I thought that, you know, was uh, pretty good. Yeah. No, absolutely. Right. Did. Was that the year he won Washougal or no? No, I think it was the year before. Oh, year before? Okay. Year before. Yep. So, um, you know, before uh, before that, before I got the job in 2000, I could have uh, um, worked at Yamaha Troy for, uh, I believe, Roncada. I talked okay. to him a little bit about that. Yeah. So it was like, he, he ended up winning the championship that year. So I'm like, ah. Oh, that was, you know? uh, but, that's Whirly. Worley got yes, that gig. Worley, Dan Worley. Yep. I was very yeah. bitter. Because, oh, I like Dan. Oh he's, yeah, he's from yeah, Canada. No. But I was bitter that a guy just stepped in out of Canada and took over a championship Supercross. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Good for him. But yeah. yeah, you get a little. Oh, I was a little jealous for sure. I was totally. I'm like, what the hell, Worley? I've been working yeah. for crap ball teams and crap ball privateers for like ten years now. So. Um, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, so okay, all right. So 2000. FMF Honda. Did they – no, they were there next year. Did you work for – did you stay there? Uh, no, because I believe that was it for the team. Was that it? Was that the final year? Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, did you know uh, that was coming? Did you know it was folding up? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You were just like, oh, all right. So time, time to look for another job. <laughs> yeah, job security is real great at this time. Oh, dude. You know, like, all of – I mean, outside yeah. of – like, seriously uh, – um, Bundy, Bundy just stayed with Nathan on every single team for like forever. But outside yeah. of that, everyone had to jump around, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, what'd you do next? So I worked for Moto World Yamaha in 01 with Schnelly. Oh yeah. Great yep. Schnell. Um, this Paul Lindsay, right? Yes. Yeah. Paul Lindsay. Did Schnell win that year? No, he won the year before, I believe. Ah, jeez, Todd. A couple, maybe? Yeah, yeah I know. Huh? He killed it. Hey, but he did, he did get on the box a couple times. Um, No, he was good, no man. Yeah, Greg Schnell was really good on, on Yamaha's. Um, yes. <clears throat> all right. Uh, how was that team? How was everything? I mean, it wasn't as quite on the level of, of uh, FMF Honda, I imagine. No, no. But, yeah, it was still good. Yep. Paul Lindsay did a good job. Yeah. So. Um. um all right. At that time, at that time, the four strokes were just coming in. Uh, 01. Yeah. And uh, Greg did a Supercross on a 125 two-stroke. Oh boy. And I'm like, man, I don't want to work on four strokes. <laughs> That's what I was saying. <laughs> so I'm like, Shelly, I, I, I'm done. And I, there was a, I think one other reason that I was just, I was over it. Yeah. So uh, I left, and at the, and then I got back with Nolene Yamaha. Oh, you did suspension. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, that's what I did after that. And then, uh, they said, uh, they weren't going to do that anymore. So, um, they let me work out of the shop for 
I don't know, a few months, no rent. I'm like, shoot, what am I going to do? Yeah, yeah. You know, because um, I did talk to, uh, um, I think it was Ron Heaven at the time real quick. Yep. About working for, uh, it might have been uh, on a face. KTM. Yeah, a KTM. Yes. Right. But I, I didn't want to do that. I just did not want to be a mechanic at yeah. that time. So yeah. um, the Nolene second stint um, with Nolene, that opened up and I jumped on it. And that so, was that um, mountain bike stuff then too, also, or was it all just still uh, the, the first time around at Nolene, it was mountain bike stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then this time it was uh, Nolene was, uh, I think uh, Jake was doing the suspension. Oh, Jake Thompson. Um, suspension. Yeah. What was doing it at Nolene had left, and that opened up the job. Oh, okay. For me to all come right. in. Sure. Um, so I finished out the year doing that, and then I think I um, might have did. Another year, O two, yep. which was kind of like um, and O two, O two was my my year with Nick, where he kept talking about WGM this and <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I took O two, took basically what, a year and a half off, and and uh, for O three, Brock called me up again, and uh, <laughs> so it's crazy. Like on a Friday, I talked to Race Tech and I talked to Mike Meyer, uh-huh. was working there at the time, yeah, yep. and. Uh, um, you know, I had the opportunity to go to work there, and I talked to Mike, and, and the money was pretty good. And mm-hmm. uh, I said, I'll start. And this was on a Friday, and then I think Brock called me up. It was either Friday night or Saturday. Hey, you know, I want you to be my mechanic. And I'm like, oh, man, I just told Race Tech I would start Monday. No way. Oh, this and is... then basically, you know, hey, well, what will it take to get you? And and then, you know. This is at Yamaha Troy. This is Yamaha Troy. Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. yeah. So I, Brock talked me into it. And uh, I had to tell Mike Byer on Monday, hey, I, I can't oh, do that. Dude. And, uh, thank, yeah. thank God, you know, he's very understanding. He's a super nice guy. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, it's all bad when you tell him, hey, I'll start. Oh, and for sure. <laughs> I can't, I almost, yeah. But uh, it was 03 Yamaha Troy. Yep. Um, and was, uh, Brock won a few races that year. It was a good year. Yeah, I was at uh, Yamaha with, with Red Dog then. And um, this is uh, – Flipper was kind of out of it by then, right? Or was he kind of around a little bit? Was this mostly just Dean, Dean Baker or Frenchie, I think? No, Dean Baker was there yep. the first year I was there, and okay. then Frenchie took over after that. But uh, the first year, you know, it was good. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Phil Alderton, me working with them, got along with them great. Yep. Um, God bless his soul, you know, rest in peace, Flipper. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, he kind of start. yeah. It was, was yeah, I know he had some demons, man, for sure, and and, uh, and, and he yeah, tried, sure. and you know, and and this Yamaha Troy slash Honda Troy was such a great program with so many great riders and so many wins over the years. Oh, it was, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm at Yamaha, and we're hearing some stories, and we're just like, oh man, Flipper, like Keo had gone by then, and and it was like, dude, this team is, you know, they got to get they got to pull together here. So, oh yeah, 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 I know about you know most things that happened there. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, you know, you kind of, for me, you know, being a mechanic, I'm like, man, what's going to happen? You know, I was kind of, yeah. you know, worried, um, you know, yeah. what am I going to do if, uh, yeah. you know, something happens? Uh, so uh, are you like, okay, so you're at Nolene, you're in the high des, Troy, Yamaha Troy's in Valencia, Honda, yeah. FMF Honda the year before is Tor- <laughs> Torrance. Are you just driving, Todd, just everywhere? Um, are you moving at these places? Are you, are, what are you doing? Like right around, uh, you know, 2001, I was here, Corona area. Okay. So most of those, uh, most of that time was 
in, in the Corona area, but when you get into, uh, yeah, Yamaha Troy, the commute to Valencia daily. Oh my God. Um, yeah. At the start, you know, and then, uh, um, yeah, oh. but you know, I had good, good results. Though. Yep. And then I, I'm finally working on a four stroke. Yeah. You, worried, yeah. You're, you, you know? you've been dragged into that world of, of yeah, uh, got, valves and cams, right? Back into that. But, uh, you know, at that time we, we did our, um, we rebuilt our engines. Mm-hmm. You know, the mechanics did. We split the cases and, and do all that. Oh, I know. We changed um, our own tires. Yamaha made us change our tires. Yeah, yeah. So to not want to work on a four-stroke, to here I am splitting cases mm-hmm. on a four-stroke, you know, it's um, right. Now, I had good times. Yamaha Troy, I was there a couple of years. Did you feel like, uh, and with Brock or, or whatever, your suspension background, now they had KYB guys and, and whoever else at, at, at FMF Honda, Showa guys, but did you feel mm-hmm. like you could help out with that a little bit more than your average wrench? Did you try to? Did, did oh, it, yeah, for yeah. sure, a little bit. You know, have a, have a you know, a little more input, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Um, definitely if I, if I saw something. But, um, you know, in the mechanics area at most races, you can't even see anything. No. You know, but no. from what I could see, yeah, I would definitely yeah. Uh, Put my two cents in. And, okay. And uh, yeah. Um. All right. So the end of oh, this is oh three. You're at Yamaha Troy. Then what? Um. Oh four. Still there. Still there with Brock again. Well, well yeah, with Brockley. Brock again. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He he uh, never won a title, but man, he got a lot of race wins. He won nationals. He won supercrosses. You know. Yeah. No. And you know, I was uh, you know, very cool to be a part of uh, some of his wins too. You know. Um, yeah. And, uh, and what else? What did you do? So after that, I talked to, uh, um, Ziggy at factory connection. Yep. Honda. Yeah. They're looking for a suspension tech. So, um, I talked to him. All right, let's, you know, let's do the deal. So here I am driving from Valencia back to Corona. (laughs) And that's, that's a, you know, that's a good drive. Oh yeah. Yeah. So did did that for about a month and then uh, got up, you know, moved back down here. Um, I thought and, you uh, were I thought you were a test guy at Factory Connection. I didn't realize you were a suspension guy. Nah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, yep. Did you enjoy it? Were you done wrenching at this point for sure? Now Brock had, had lured you back, and now you. Were... Uh, yeah, yeah. At, the, at that time, I'm like, you know, I really want to be, uh, you know, just do suspension exclusively. So. Yep. Um, it just happened at the right time. You know, yep. I was. Uh, um, yeah, I just wanted to, yeah, just be a suspension guy. So, um, um, and how cool is Ziggy, man? What a, what a guy, nice guy. Yeah, no, Ziggy's a good guy. Yeah. You know, as being a mechanic, he did our suspension in the primal years. So, um, in the box van, when I was back East, I would stay with, uh, stay at Ziggy's house. So I got to know him pretty good. Oh, I didn't so. know this. Oh, okay. So yeah, you guys, he, he was still factory connection. Oh, he is factory connection still, but I didn't know they did your stuff in primal. So yeah, so you knew him for a long time then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Knew him for yeah, known him for geez, yeah. So this is uh, this is uh, Preston Lalinovich, those guys. Uh, Josh Grant. Josh Grant. Okay. Um, yeah. Billy Leninovich, Joaquin Rodriguez. Um, Joaquin. Rodriguez. Oh, Jake Weimer. Jake oh, Weimer's yeah. in that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're um, and you're back at it now doing suspension. Yeah, back at it doing suspension. And, uh, yeah, no, I was there for, I think, like five years. Um, how does that so, work with a team like that? So, Showa, these are really good Honda-supported riders, and Honda's use mm-hmm. Showa. And Ziggy owns Factory Connection and wants 
you know, it's also a marketing deal for his company to, you know, hey, Factory Connection can know Honda stuff inside and out. How much do you work with Showa guys? And how much do you work with the FC people to get a setting to work on stuff? Like, how much is Showa involved in when the owner of the team owns a suspension company? Well, for me, when I was, you know, started as the suspension guy there, um, I didn't work with Showa that much. You know, okay. I just worked with Ziggy. Mm-hmm. You might have communicated with them. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, setting-wise, um, you know, the first few years, mm-hmm. you know, I just worked with their base setting. And once again, if I had any issues, I'd talk to uh, uh, Ziggy there or Zach at the shop. Okay. Um, yep. But, um, you know, we did use show us stuff at the time, and I, and I would go there and get parts. But okay, yeah, me personally, I didn't talk to him about yeah. setting. Um. So yeah, it was it was, it was all done in house for the most part. I mean, whatever Ziggy was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Or, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um. Because I know there was years where like Wyndham had factory stuff, then he had a kit stuff, and then he had production stuff. Like, it seemed like the components would change from year to year sometimes with Wyndham, you know, and you were like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know how that really works and all the politics of that, but it would seem to be changing from time to time. Yeah. You know, the year that I worked with K-Dub, you know, it was, um, you know, we were just using A-Kit stuff. Yeah. You know, kit stuff, which is really good. It's good stuff. Um, Set up good. So you worked in 03, you worked at Factory Connection? 05. Oh five. Okay. All right. Um, so, who's Wyndham's guy then? Is it uh, is it Myron at that point, or Wyndham went to a few different mechanics? Yes, I'm trying to think. Um, Brian Cramp. Oh yeah. Not Brian Cramp. No. no. Um. Oh my god. I know who you mean. Yeah, he looks like Cramp a little bit. Um. Yeah. Um. Drawing a blank. Yeah. I mean, me too. Uh. So, like you said, watching Stewart was amazing, and also Wyndham too. I mean. I heard stories from Allie, like, Wyndham would never go through clutches. He would never touch his graphics. Like, graphics would never get ruined. Clutches would never get ruined. Oil looked perfect after motos. Like, Yeah, he was easy on the bike. Right. Back up real quick. Yeah. Not to it was Brian Kalma. That's it. Kama, yeah, Kama, yeah, or Brian Kama, whatever. However I haven't seen him much lately. <laughs> no, no, um, yeah. But, yeah, no, he was no easy on the bike. Did he know what he was, did K-Dub, did he know what the bike was doing? How was his testing skills? Oh yeah, no, he's good. Good he's tester. Good? Yeah, and uh, he, yeah, he had the ability to, you know, if the bike was off a little bit, yeah, you know, he could, he could just make it work. Dude, I heard you know, some. And, yeah, oh, go ahead. And no, I mean, I had no, you know, problems with him at all. You know, he was a uh, very, you know, do a click or two here. Uh-huh. You know, I just, um, you know, the year that I worked with him, um, who, it was good. Who was the toughest yeah. guy to, to to make happy? Is there a guy that stands out over the years? Toughest guy to make uh, happy suspension wise? No, not really. No. no, they they all they all bicker from time to time, but um, the bike's not always going to be perfect. But I honestly I can't say, um, you know, anyone in yeah. particular. Hey, this guy complained a lot. There's you know a I mean? there's a good story of Bones with a very good rider uh, who was not happy with his shock, taking the shock off, spraying it with contact cleaner. And giving it right back. Oh, oh, yeah. And the rider being like, "Oh, yeah, that's way better." And Bones, oh, is like, I know, I'm, yeah. And Bones is like, "Cool, right on." Now I know. You know what I mean? Like, and honestly, yeah. like, I don't think that's a dick move. Like, you got to know, as a suspension guy, you got to know if this guy is telling you 
what he, what is really going on. I feel anyways, yes. you know? Yeah, so. no, no, it's, it's, uh, I, yeah, that's funny, but I, I couldn't do that to someone. I'd just be like, <laughs> uh, especially if they came in and said, Oh, this is so much better. I'd just right. start laughing like, Oh my God. Um, and, and, you know, some riders are saying fast and slow and they mean, they really mean different, you know, they don't mean fast and slow. They mean, you know, something else, harsh and not harsh and, and all of that. Like there's terms and you're trying to figure out what this rider means, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and especially with the, the new guys, um, you know, a year or two in, they don't really know their bike that well. No. And they have a hard time of, you know, trying to find out if it's too soft or too stiff. I mean, if you watch the bike, you can tell on some yeah. stuff. But yeah. when you try and they, like, really nitpick it, you get mm-hmm. to a point where, hey, you might start going around in circles now. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like, yeah. sometimes you do get it, you know, in that good spot. But, uh the more tinkering you do sometimes, yeah, you can get lost. Right, right. Um, and at some point, you start your own suspension company after FC? No, no, that was kind of like back in the Nolene. Oh, was it? Okay. Like, uh, oh, okay. 01. That was like the 0102. Um, and uh, just did that for a little bit. It was more or less to just try to survive. Yeah. You know, it's not something I wanted to do, but yeah. um, I was working on bikes at the time, too. So between, you know, doing suspension and, and, uh, you know, bike work. I was, you know, I yeah. made it happen. You made it happen. Yeah, that's a that's a tough business, man. It's a tough business to do to just be doing fork and shock oil changes all day long for customers and trying to make them happy. And then you got to give away freebie work, you know, to get your name out there. Oh, yeah. yeah, like, dude, yeah. that's yeah. a that's a tough grind. And then, yeah, don't forget all the contact cleaner you're you're smelling and. <laughs> And having your hands dipped in the oil, I'm just trying to figure out what cancer will get yeah. first. You know, yeah. like yeah. Um, but um, so okay, five years at FC, and then then what happens? So let's see. Where I finished '09 there, 2010. Um, um, I talked to Throttle because the Valley Motorsports was kind of uh, oh yeah, um, you know, came around. Yep. Yeah. Um, so throttle called me up and Mm -hmm. I went to work for that team, you know, as a suspension guy there as well. Uh, Um, this is Tedesco burn, right? Uh, uh, first year was, uh, Tedesco, but yeah, all those riders at one time, but Tedesco was, uh, um, and then maybe Regal. Oh yeah, Regal a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, there are stories of Regal's dad and all that. Oh, I remember all those. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I, yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Todd's like, yeah, let's just move on. Um, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, hey, do you find? Do you find differences, Todd, between steel frames and aluminum frames, and what you need to do to suspension in general? You know, like, do you do you find a lot of differences? Um. Yeah, I mean, there's some, obviously, yeah. you know, with the, the frame. That's why I think, you know, the, the Husky KTM bikes are good is that frame, you know. Yeah. Yeah. A little, little more forgiving than, you yeah. know, aluminum frame. But, uh, um, yeah, it's yeah. funny. Um, I've talked to, I talked to Ross Maeda about it, too, and he's like, yeah, uh-huh. steel frames are better. They're, they're better. Not it. <laughs> they are. They are. Yeah. Just, um, and, and, uh, yeah, so. Um, well, cool, man. Yeah. Fun, fun times. What was the best? Who was the rider you worked for that bonused you out the best? Who was great with bonuses? Uh, yeah. None of them. <laughs> Stop it. Come on. 
No, Brock, Brock was pretty good. Was he? Nick Nick was good for me. Nick was good because Mama B handled it all. His mom handled it all. So. Oh yeah, no, he would have been good. Yeah, yeah, he was um, But uh, what? What was? Yeah, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, what was no, the funnest ahead. year? What was the funnest year for you? What year stands out for you as being like just a really good time? Oh my gosh! Um, good times, maybe. Uh, let's see. After all these years, yeah, yeah um, you've done a lot, man. Every, yeah, yeah, every year is a good year. But uh, fun time, like I had a fun time with Willow in '97. <laughs> really, you know, dr- driving the box. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yep. I would not have you. I would not have thought you picked that because the results weren't that great, right? But no, not but, really. But like, um, I mean, he had a few good results. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So '97, fun Willow. Yeah. Um, Let's see. You know, I had fun years with Brock. I mean, every yeah. year was good. Yeah. And when you do, when you love what you do, it's yeah. good. Uh, you know? Favorite overseas race you've done with a rider? Was there a location or a race that was the, the, that you remember very fondly? Um, I, I I always liked going to Bercy. Yeah. For for that race. Uh huh. Um, that was probably uh, um, trying to think. So many, uh, so many riders, so many times I've been over there. But I had fun years when I did uh, the races with Larry Ward over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like Osaka, I believe, was one of the races. Like, God, you must. It have, was fun. You must have went over there like ten times. Larry always did so many of those races. Oh gosh, yeah. And those flights are long. You know, you come <laughs> back for a few days and you're back on a plane. Yeah, fourteen hour flight or whatever. But uh, I had a, uh, um, you know, I enjoyed. You know the times going over there with Big Bird. Yeah, yeah, know, he was good too. Win, he was he was killing. Yeah, when you're winning over there, um, you know, or your second or third, it's yeah. it's pretty cool. And how know, about me? You, you and I have we saw the evolution of overseas races. You would go over there to bring you bring suspension and bars, maybe some foot pegs, and then at some point you're flying complete motors over, and then sometimes you're doing cylinders and heads, two stroke days. Oh, yeah. Like it, it yeah. got to the point where you were bringing an entire four-stroke motor and and bars and the suspension. Oh, we yeah for for a Bercy race, yeah, we'd bring you know Yamaha Troides bring basically that whole bike is yeah. framed, yeah, and uh, we would swap out motors, um, you know, clamps, yeah, and you know, change a yeah a lot of stuff, you know, bringing an engine over. <laughs> I know, right? You're yeah. at some point you're yeah. like you're like, what the hell are we doing here? Everyone's taking this so seriously. Like, stop it, everybody. <laughs> I know, because in the earlier years with, uh, like, Larry Ward, you'd bring, like, a cylinder. Yeah. You know, in the two-stroke days, yeah. you'd bring a cylinder, and, and not much. But, yeah, those days, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I know. You'd, like, you'd, like, you'd hope you find some good gas, bring a head, bars, yeah. you know, call it a day, suspension. So, um, yeah, good times. Uh, well, cool, man. Hey, thanks for doing this, Todd. I appreciate it. Uh, nice walk down memory lane. And, man, you've worked with a lot of guys a lot of times. Yes, that's, yeah. But but it's cool. Like, from Mike Fisher to James Stewart to, to Jason Anderson now and all that and the success on the track with all our riders. I mean, I won one national WGM and then a summer cross that barely counts. And, and it's the greatest thing ever. And you've been part of all these all these titles. So it's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I just, uh, you know, I want to thank uh, WP and Rockstar Escarana for bringing me on. You know, very blessed to uh, be a part of this, um, you know, be a part of their success. 
Yeah, no, wow. absolutely. And, and yeah, between the Hawks, between KTM and Husqvarna right now, man, absolutely killing racing everywhere, all over the world. Yes. You know, so. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, well, cool, man. Uh, thanks for the time on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Stars and Maxis. Thanks, Todd. All right. Hey, see you later, WGM. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing. He's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pit and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.